All right, my friends, it is that time again. I'm so thrilled to have you join us. My name is Amber Griffiths, maker of legends, and it is that time again. So grab your legend pack, crank your speaker to 11. Welcome to legend. This is the get real, get loud with purpose podcast. And this is a series of conversations where we get to explore the dreams and the visions of individuals who know that their message, their movement and their story is destined to become something greater than themselves. So many of our guests have chosen to leap into entrepreneurship. Most of them have chosen to leap into speaking and they're really truly owning their voice to change the world. And I get to be the lucky person who gets to share that with you. So today I get to speak with Craig Gustafson. Craig, welcome and thank you so much for coming to play. I appreciate the opportunity to spend time with you and hopefully help someone in your audience. I am almost certain of it. I know that when you and I first met just a couple months ago, I was instantly drawn to you, in part because you told me not to swear at you, and I hadn't yet. All I had said was, sir, and that was apparently a very bad word. <laughs> it's something that I use on the regular, although since meeting you, I'm much more careful about it. Even when I don't think there's any military background going on, there's no you know, trauma in the back, but that's one of the things I thought, well, that's very interesting. Usually you go to these networking events and it's hard to find somebody to say something different. And right off the bat, you intrigued me. So I'm just thrilled that you are willing to come and play and talk to the people who get to listen to this. Um, I want to read the introduction just a little bit because there's some parts I will not get correct if I try to paraphrase. Craig, your business is called Escaping Social Awkwardness. and Okay, I'm just gonna read this because it's just beautiful. So Craig comes from a silent world of submarines to the complex world of human inter interaction. And your journey is unlike any other. Craig is a retired submariner turned social interaction coach. And he has transformed his life from one of a self-proclaimed social misfit to an expert in the art and science of human connection. Now that is one of those things that I think is brilliant because I've heard a lot on body language read a lot about stuff but i don't think i've understood that it's a combination of the art and science of human connection can you speak to that a little bit what does that mean well if we take a quick look at the science uh let's see everybody knows someone off the top of their head that they can think of as charismatic Absolutely. Now, if I turn that, and because you have that in your mind, what is charisma? Um, being outgoing? Um, I don't... It really has two components. <laughs> well, it, you're onto something there, because really it's about balance. People who are extremely competent are seen as experts in their field, but many of them are unapproachable. Mm. And then you have the person in the office, perhaps they're new, probably young, and they're extremely outgoing and they want to be exceptionally helpful and everyone wants to be around them because they're lovely, but not very competent. Mm. People who are as charismatic are actually high in both. So not only are they seen as experts, but people want to be around them because they're awesome. 
Now it comes in a bunch of different forms. Obviously there's the quiet person. There's the super outgoing gregarious person, but they really have knowledge and expertise that other people see when they walk in the room and people want to be around them, but it's something we can cultivate mm-hmm. by oh, being yeah, intentional. Well, it's something we okay. can, well, most of us are closer to one side than the other, right? For sure. Okay. Yeah. But if we make an effort based on an interaction that we know we're about to have to be a little more one mm-hmm. way than the other, by being intentional about how we show up to that person, it completely changes the interaction. I really like that because you, I think for me, at least it will depend like that. Those scales shift balance depending on what the meeting is, depending on what the event is, what the experience is, what the relationship is. I mean, me with friends versus me with close colleagues at work versus strangers, that balance absolutely ships so you're saying we can intentionally say okay this is who i'm going to go play with today this is what i get to do this is how i get to act why would you not want to do that yeah okay this is okay this is just this i love this this is lovely this is so good this is okay what most people don't is won't wouldn't understand or know about me is where i started Because I am someone who doesn't naturally read social cues, body language, or facial expressions. So when I Mm -hmm. discovered this, when I took an emotional intelligence survey, when I was putting together training materials for a great company, uh, I'm pretty certain when I took the survey that alarm bells went off in someone's office, which is why I identify as a social misfit. So... For the first 50 years of my life, in every conversation, in every interaction, every meeting I went to, I literally only got half the message because I couldn't read people. But learning to do, learning to do so changed everything for me. All of my relationships, how I show up. I'm not a, I'm not a social bully anymore. I had a commanding officer tell me once upon a time that... Uh, He never worried that I would tell the truth or that I wouldn't tell the emperor he was running around naked. He said the thing he had to worry about who was, who was going to be around when I told him. (laughs) Right. Uh So, so I could pit people off. Uh, I was born without an indoor voice, Mm. which, which probably didn't help any, but I've learned to embrace and understand who I am and uh, leverage my superpowers while learning to minimize the kryptonite that goes along with every superpower. I'm a much more fun person to be around than I once was. I thoroughly enjoyed your company. I thought you were great. And you seem like a quiet life of the party, if that makes sense. Like a, you didn't have to fill the room with your voice without filling the room with your personality. That's one of the things I noticed. So, but I used to be a social bully. Meaning, I was very loud. I was. I used to not show up for in conversations to listen for understanding. I would listen to respond, which is something Hmm. that very much the military trains you to do. 
you listen first and key for specific things and you have a specific programmed reaction, especially when something untoward happens. But because I didn't read people and social cues, I didn't realize that having a great conversation was like passing a basketball back and forth, right? Yeah. It, it goes to and from the point guard who distributes it to everybody else to include everybody in the conversation, but they're the one running the conversation. Now, some of us like to be the person and someone, and there are some of us that want to be someone on the outside who gets to participate when they want to, but they don't have to. Mm. But it takes a little while to figure out who's who on a team. But every For great sure. team has all of those individuals, right? That makes a lot of sense. But this isn't just something that, I mean, this apply, This feels like it applies to entrepreneurship, to corporate, to life. I mean, I'm one of eight children. I can see all those personalities <laughs> in the 10 of us getting together and having a conversation like oh yeah some of us are the point guard what the problem is is when you've got three of those right in a circle when mm -hmm. they all want to be running it but then we uh, you know but we teach people how to treat us too though right absolutely absolutely okay okay but everything in life business relationships marriages everything is about relationships so why not try and build great ones where we mm -hmm. actually show up and serve people rather than being consumers i may have to have you back for another conversation because i when you speak i am reminded of why i was drawn to you in the first place and i have like 18 questions in my head so if I run out of time, I'm so sorry. And I will just invite you back for a second conversation because I think this is fascinating. I enjoy um, your company. So you can invite me anytime you want to. Excellent. Excellent. I love it. So I want to I want to go back and, and I pin the superpower on the kryptonite because I definitely want to explore that. But tell me, because I know you're a public speaker. I know you speak to change people's lives and to influence people and to impact people's worlds. How... When you say not being able to read social cues, when you say not being able to read people, how do you, how does that impact you from stage when you're trying to read the room? And I've learned to do it now, that. which is, I've learned to do it now, <gasps> although it's not intuitive. It does take energy for me to do it. Like, uh, like an introvert who's stuck in a meeting mm -hmm. with people, they do it, but it takes mental energy except that i actually like doing it but i still have to go and recharge yeah but here's my the message that i'm really trying to build right now is i'm trying to get into colleges 80 percent of hr managers right now is that they say that they cannot find people who are high in emotional intelligence and are great conversationalists especially in a conversation that may not be the world's most fun to have. Okay. But it's important. Right. And 90% of promotions within companies right now are for having these skills. So why not take that message to young people who are finishing their education and let them know that like Kearns Ferry, the international HR company, 
says that this is going to be the next great social currency and the next business currency. So why not let people know that if you're really looking for a way to put yourself at the front of the line, here's a really great way to do it. And you can actually make a difference and be a great human. Why would we not want to do that? I mean, almost 80% of business owners right now are would rather hire someone with a high EQ than IQ. Right. You can teach because that. if they're well, yeah, because if they're not finding these people and their competition is, they're losing market share. Right. Okay, so I teach I teach the skills that that revolve around this. Wow. This is amazing. Because it seems like there's this like a direct line between being able to communicate and having a high EQ and your bottom line, like your revenue. Like that's yeah, a direct, well, that's not even crazy swirly. Like that's just straight line between yeah, the two. I was really successful in the military because I was good enough at my job that I could not be ignored. Mm. But I didn't get that last promotion that I wanted and the jobs that I wanted towards the end of my career because I, it was known that I could be difficult. I wasn't a people person. Now, the young people loved me. Yeah. Because I would spend time with them, teaching them the craft. Hmm. Teaching young people how to be good, responsible adults, where their learning curve needs to be really quick. Right. And they said that I treated the people that I didn't care for so much better than the people that I enjoyed because I would not be that person that played favorites. Interesting. So people would want to spend time with me and I spent time with them, teaching them the things that they needed to know because I was very knowledgeable, not only about my job, about some, but about submarine operations and how the ship itself works and the systems okay. within it. Because I spent a bunch of time not only learning that, but teaching it. Because the best way to learn anything is to have to teach it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. But I, I, I yeah. loved what I did. The problem was an occupation like that comes with an expiration date. And at 26 years, they told me it was time to go home. <laughs> well, you stayed your hour, Craig. You know, <laughs> it's time. <laughs> I, I loved it. Other than leaving my family. Yeah. And missing significant events and things that other people would just leave work for. Right. You know, like the death of my mother-in-law, that kind of thing. Uh, oh, my goodness. I loved what I did. And I believed in it because there's something about being a part of something bigger than you, which is what all of us mm -hmm. really want in life. And I found it and I had found something that I was exceptionally good at. So it took me a while to find this, but once again, I found something I love. And there's no such thing as a microphone that I'm afraid of. I love that. But I believe enough in this and the power of this to change people's lives that I'm willing to make myself uncomfortable to spread the word. If you don't want to get your training from me, that's all good. There are other people out there that you can get it from. 
but most people don't. It's like finding the key. Once you find the key and you share the key, other people can help you use it. Yeah. But if you, but we don't know what we don't know. And I'm so passionate about this because it changed everything for me. That's amazing. I love that. I love that you've gone from from where you were with all that training and very. I was an army brat for a while, my first few years of my life. So I get the dad's not here again for a while. Um, all that formal training, all that very, you know, protocol and processes and procedures and and reaction because you don't have time to respond. You have to react to take all of that and create something where you get to focus on a balance just in general. I mean, a balance in life, a balance between the confidence and the competence. I, I think that's incredible. And that especially when you're talking about those college age kids, that kids, I, I shouldn't say that. I just feel like very old when I'm around college age human beings um, to give them an option to like, this is one of those skills that they don't teach in high school. I remember going through high school and elementary and middle school and getting out and they're like, why don't they teach you guys how to balance a budget? And why don't they teach you how to, you know, write a checkbook? I mean, that totally dates me, but this is one of those things they should be teaching very early on, it seems to me. Like how, I mean, can you imagine, oh, Craig, I think this is how we save the world. I think if we can just communicate better <laughs> and, and show up, I mean, all my work is about showing up more as yourself, claiming who exactly who you are and being that person, no matter what the stage is, no matter who's in the room. And it feels like, we, honestly, okay, that's it. I guess we'll just go save the world. I think that sounds like a good thing to do for Friday, like hey, just for fun, right? We, we have to, we have to be <laughs> ourselves. Everybody else has already taken. Exactly. It just, it just takes a while to figure out how to be comfortable in your own skin. Yes, yes. You have to, but I'm, I'm not just comfy. But own it, like step up and claim it. Before I let you go, I have just a couple more questions. So tell me about your superpower and the kryptonite. What is that? What is that? It actually comes from a product that I use with my students. Uh, it's by Dream Smart Behavioral Solu Solutions. It's a different take on DISC and Myers-Briggs mm. that it, tells you what personality type you are. I'm an engager. My superpowers are that I'm extremely outgoing and I'm exceptionally collaborative. Most people think of someone who would be retired military as the guy who would want to say, okay, we're going to go take that hill. Right. I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that he needs on his team to help him find the people and the resources and put them together to go take the hill. I don't need to be, I don't need to be the person standing in front of everybody saying I'm in charge right. to be a valued team member. Teams take, well, great teams, especially take people who are often opposites of each other, but have learned to communicate and interact and leverage each other's skills while doing the things that the other person isn't great at in order to get to a goal. Marriages okay. are the same way. You, you told me earlier that in some ways you and your husband are antonyms so far as personality. Yep. So both of you have skills that you've learned to leverage 
for the good of the marriage while minimizing the things that you're not fantastic at because the other person in your team can do them for you. My kryptonite is that sometimes because I am so outgoing, I have a hard time slowing down and waiting for everybody else in a conversation. And I tend to actually underestimate my own worth. Because I'm so busy collaborating that I don't see my own value. Standing on your own, on the stage, wherever, as yourself. That's the part that you're missing. That's the part where you're like, well, but if we could collaborate, this would be better. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I appreciate that and I understand that. Um, I hope you know that that's not accurate. Having seen you on stage. I haven't spoken to you. The end, I mean, you know. I did. You're kind I of used to never. Yeah, I never used to be afraid of the stage, but that doesn't didn't mean that I was good at being a conversationalist. There's a difference. Very much so. Very I've much always so. been a great facilitator of training, and I grew up in a church where my father was the church president. So all of the things that have to happen in order to make a church service, no matter what denomination or where you are, there are certain things that have to happen. And there are are people that need to do certain jobs. Because my father was the church president for a long time, if someone didn't show up, I knew who was doing it. I was never asked. I was never told. It was just understood that I was going to do it. So I lost my fear of being in front of people. Wow. Baptism by fire. Just jump in and handle it. Well, sometimes that's what we need. Yeah. But it's interesting. Something else I learned is that uh, one of the things the military teaches you is that when things don't go well, there are those among us who are exceptionally calm. And I am that guy. If the room is on fire, I am going to be the calmest person in the room. (laughs) I will make sure that things that all the things that need to happen, happen. And we'll scream and yell and find the people that we need to help us. But if you can't be part of the solution, then you're part of the problem. Yeah. Especially when you're, especially when you're in a closed tube. Oh yeah. See, I can't even, I got claustrophobic when you said that, like you just, No, I I grew up thinking it was normal. My father did it. Oh wow! Like everybody. So submarining, (laughs) yeah. So submarining was a genetic defect in my family. Oh no, not a defect. Not a defect. That's like one of those. But I'm the right size for it because I'm not a, I'm not a a large human. (laughs) At least not in stature. (laughs) You fill the room perfectly. I um, I grew up thinking that I could was one of those like I was good at calming people down and keeping people focused and if if everybody was going crazy i could find the exit and then i became a resident advisor in the dorms and was in charge of a lot like they had high school teams coming in all summer camps and different things and there was an incident where one of the counselors was very very ill had some kind of a migraine was throwing up and i found that i am not that person when there's 30 teenagers screaming and freaking out 
my supervisor said, Amber, why don't you go over to the end of the hall and hold that door open in case somebody wants to come in? Like I was effectively exited <laughs> and invited to leave the space because I was not, because I was like, shut <laughs> I'm sure I was just not, I had been losing my pool with these 30 teenagers. But I have, knowing that about myself, I am very good at, this is beyond me, so I'm going to go find some support. I'm good at bringing would, people in doing the things that I'm not good at. <laughs> would you find would you find it difficult to believe that I'm actually exceptionally good with teenagers? No, actually, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm completely unafraid of them. I, I think I it was a really long summer. That's all I have. I mean, because I wasn't much more than a teen myself. You know, I was 20, so it's not like I was. I, don't I had to grow into my this. Own stuff. Yeah. You know, it's really yeah. it the young people is really one of the things that I most miss about my military service. Really? Yeah. Well then I'm glad you're getting back out there to colleges. I think that sounds absolutely fabulous. It's interesting because Chat GPT says that my ideal client is from twenty two to forty five. And they oh, are yeah. someone who is struggling to get that next promotion because they have a missing skill that they haven't figured out yet. Okay, I think ChatGPT is putting limits on what you can do. And that's part of why when I get to work with people, we go beyond demographics and we go beyond yep. psychographics and we go into legend graphics. But I, I love think you can help people. more than that. I think you I can love help people, people up to their 90. Well, then I'm glad that I'm glad you're bringing this to people. Before I let you go, I know that something coming up for you is a training about the science of body language. I want to make sure that people have access to you. So we'll have all your links and everything else and way to contact you in the show notes. But tell us just a blip, just this quick summary of the science of body language training. I'm actually building an eight-week workshop or an eight-week training mm -hmm. uh, that revolves around the science of nonverbal communication and how to learn to thrive with other people. I believe in it because it's something that I struggle with for most of my life. But it's it's more than that. It Like the science of having a great conversation because a lot of us have forgotten how after a bunch of social isolation, right? Yeah. yeah. But we need to learn to read facial expressions and social cues because all of these things fit together. So I'm putting together an eight-week training program. You can hang out and coach with me and spend time with me more after that if you like. I'm absolutely amenable to it. But I'm actually going to put on a nine-minute workshop. Uh, I imagine probably in October because I'm building the social runway and all of that right now. But the best way to – and my website is very much under revision right now because this is a very different mission than what I originally wrote it for. But you can find me at escapingsocialawkwardness.com. If you want to email me, I'm Craig at escapingsocialawkwardness.com. I'd love to have a conversation. I think that sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on and playing and sharing some of your story and some of your world and being brave enough. And by the way, thank you for your service. Thank you for being brave and fabulous and doing things that I can't even get my head around on safe dry land with puppies at my feet. I can't get my head around that. I start getting breathy. So thank you, Craig, truly. It was my honor to serve. 
I loved what I did. I love what I do now. And it's interesting because we just had a conversation that's twice as long as we said we were going to. And we didn't talk about half of the subjects that we originally were going to. So I would love to have another conversation with you when you're ready. I think that would be fabulous. I, I am certain there is space for it. So I'll reach out. We will make sure we have a part two with the Craig and Amber show. Absolutely. Oh Stay amazing. Thank and I can't you. wait to connect with you again. Thank you so much for those of you listening. This is Craig Gustafson. I will make sure that all of his connection links are below so you can reach out to him. Thank you for so much for sharing your voice, sharing your genius. And for those of you who have been listening, take the brilliant gems that have been dropped throughout the show and use them to inspire you and motivate you to take action. And until I get to see you again, as always, rock on.